belonging with that connection is the single biggest need for a physical human. We are, after all, a relationally dependent species. Now, some people feel like they actually did connect with and belong in their families. When this is the case, it allows for room for a person to be able to find a compatible partner because they're not seeking to belong anywhere as fast as they can. To the opposite, let's just become aware of the fact that a lot of people don't feel that connection, that sense of belonging with their family, or maybe at some point, for some reason, they lose it. Now, this creates a little bit of an existential crisis because what it does for people is it puts them in a state of desperation where they are absolutely desperate to find somewhere that they can fit in, to find somewhere where they can belong and get that connection that they can't find anywhere else. It creates a kind of orphan complex, regardless of whether or not this person's parents and family members are still alive or not. Now, the problem is, this creates a lot of room for somebody to have no patience in terms of finding a compatible partner, to immediately jump into scenarios and try to fit and belong as fast as they can. And so they don't have the room that another person has to find compatibility. Obviously, this is going to create a path to suffering. If we have these patterns, whenever we meet someone, we're on the lookout in the world in general and with these people for similarities. When we find these similarities, no matter how small they are, we don't wait around and test the waters to figure out whether we're a fit or not. We decide we're a fit. This is where I belong. Now in the beginning, this feels amazing because in the beginning of the relationship, finally, this desperate need of ours is met. Finally, we feel satiated. But as the relationship progresses, suddenly these differences that are incompatible differences, not compatible differences, begin to surface and we begin to lose that sensation of belonging. We start to fall into a pattern of desperation to get it back, but we're in a hell of a lot of pain because suddenly we have to realize we may not actually belong. The best way to imagine this dynamic is to imagine that a little puzzle piece first thinks when its little knob goes into the slot, ah, I found the place that I belong. And then it realizes after some time, wait, that really isn't my place. And so imagine that this little puzzle piece takes a knife and starts hacking at parts of itself in order to try to fit into those other keys within the puzzle pieces around it. Not only is this heartbreaking to watch, it also doesn't work. It doesn't work because you can see those cut marks. It's obvious that it's not a fit. On top of this, this little puzzle piece has had to cut away parts of itself that are intrinsic to it. And it can't do this without creating pain long term. It also got the message, as it was cutting away at itself, that there was no possible way for it to belong as itself. This creates a self-esteem decrease. You can't cut away at parts of yourself without giving yourself the message that this is not okay, and this is not okay, and this is not okay. Switching back to human experience, I want to give you some clear-cut examples for people who have this pattern. These are real-life examples and how it doesn't work. A woman with this pattern has a deep need to have a big life, a life of a lot of success, a life where somebody is financially taking care of her as well. She doesn't want to do this by herself. She wants to have a partner in crime. This woman meets a nice man who is there for her emotionally, and that works for a while because that's also a need of hers. But there's some issues 
in this scenario? Well, the first is, is that this man has a child from another marriage. The other thing is, this man has absolutely no interest, no personal motive for a big life, for lots of success and for a lot of financial abundance. In fact, he's happy with a simple life, where the majority of his time is spent just mostly connecting. One thing that she becomes aware of is that the priority for this man is his child, not her. This is not something which she can deal with, so every time the child is around, it causes her pain. She also has to realize that if anybody's going to make a financial success of themselves and if she's going to lead a big life, all the pressure is on her. I mean, all of it. Not only does this stress her out, it makes her lose respect for him. But she is so unwilling to face the fact that she does not actually fit with him that she begins to try to alter her truth. After all, she fell out with her family. She doesn't have anywhere else to go. This man is literally all she has. So what does she do? She begins to attend spiritual seminars, trying to convince herself that a simple life is right and that actually her motive for living a big life and successful life and having financial abundance is just her overall ignorance and lack of awareness. <laughs> so she should change it. She tries to find and heal the trauma creating her need to be prioritized. Her truth of, I need to be the priority, changes to, I need to be the priority when your child isn't around. But this modified truth isn't the actual truth because she still gets hurt. And there is still a conflict every time the man prioritizes his child's need when she has a need. Her truth of, I want a man who will financially take care of me, turns to, I can be the financial success if he supports me emotionally. But this modified truth isn't the actual truth because every time she has to pay for something and every time she sees him prioritize playing sports or watching movies instead of trying to improve their financial situation, she resents him. Eventually, like all incompatible relationships do, the relationship devolves into a situation where both people in the relationship just feel complete shame for who they are, for what they want, for their priorities, for their needs, for everything. A man with this pattern really wants to be in a certain job. He clearly sees the needs that the company has for someone in that position. Instead of really examining his authentic talents and personal desires, he simply dresses the act and part and sells himself so well that he gets hired. He has to change and hide and deny all kinds of things about himself in order to fit into the position. In time, this not only leads to zero job satisfaction, he also isn't doing a good job in his position and does not seem motivated, which makes HR feel duped. A woman with this pattern gets into relationship after relationship after relationship, and every time she gets into a relationship, her entire personality changes. One time, she was with a Harley Davidson writer. That time, she dyed her hair black, she bought a motorcycle, even though she had no prior interest in motorcycles that, quite frankly, she could not afford. She changed her style of dress. She put her child in after-school care so that she could go ride Harleys with him and his friends every day. Then, when she got out of that relationship, she started dating a Christian. So what do you think happened? Yep. She dyed her hair blonde so she would look more pure. She started dressing conservatively. She started doing good mommy things. She started attending church when before she was the kind of person you couldn't drag into a church if you tried to. When she broke up with that man, yet again, she stopped all of it. Then she got into a relationship with a guy who loves dogs. So she got one. And when that relationship ended, that dog sat in the kennel for five years with no attention. 
You get the point. Sometimes both people in a couple have this pattern. This is where things get super confusing. They both modify their truth to try to fit each other in different scenarios and imagine it to be a good thing because this is compromise, which they imagine is the way to make a relationship work. But compromise does not work because it is very different than finding a third option that genuinely works to meet the needs of two compatible people. Compromise is, I'll take a little pain and you take a little pain. If you do that over and over in a relationship, you will both simply end up in lots of pain in the relationship. Compromise is a form of self-sacrifice, and your being will not thank you for it. Hopefully by this point you get how this pattern works, and you also see somebody in your life, maybe it's you, that clearly exhibits this pattern. The first problem I want you to understand about this dynamic is that if you're caught in it, you will violate your own boundaries. This includes personal truth, for the sake of the relationship. To understand about boundaries, it would benefit you to watch my video titled Personal Boundaries versus Oneness, How to Create Healthy Boundaries. Part of your personal truth, which is, by the way, part of your boundaries, is desire. If you have this modified puzzle piece pattern, what you're going to find yourself doing over and over again is trying to get rid of or change certain desires, which actually can't be done. To understand this deeper, watch my video titled You Can't Heal Yourself Out of a Desire. This pattern also really, really hurts other people. Why? Because we're going to be selling ourselves to begin with as somebody who's compatible to them. And just like we experience, as time goes on, suddenly they start to realize that this match-perfect relationship really isn't, and that in fact we're very, very different than we said we were. Obviously this is going to lead to a feeling of being duped. We may be the opposite of what we said we were in the beginning, and it will turn out that we really aren't okay with what we agreed to. We are conditioned to believe that love should triumph over all, that if we're awakened enough, aware enough, and loving enough, we should be able to be in a feel-good relationship with everything and everyone and anything. It's to completely not understand the concept of incompatibility. To understand incompatibility, watch my video titled Incompatibility, a Harsh Reality in Relationships. The modified puzzle piece pattern is a refusal to acknowledge and accept incompatibility because doing so means losing connection and belonging. Therefore, for people who do not have belonging elsewhere, they would rather modify themselves to fit than acknowledge incompatibility because they think doing so would mean having no belonging and having nowhere to connect and fit, as opposed to having the tiny bit of connection and belonging they are getting with the incompatible situation. It is a starvation and desperation pattern. Something I want you to understand deeply about the human condition is that the majority of people would much rather exist on scraps and be malnourished than risk complete starvation and having nothing. And having nothing and starvation is what these people who are caught in this modified puzzle piece dynamic are actually convinced that they're facing. If you're the one that has this pattern, I want you to understand that it makes perfect and complete sense. Like I said, that need for connection and belonging is the single biggest need for a physical human. Anybody who lacked that need would be in a state of absolute desperation. So this pattern makes perfect sense, and it doesn't make there be anything wrong with you. I just want you to acknowledge that if you have to modify yourself to fit somewhere, just like you can't do that with a puzzle piece and have it be the real puzzle piece that fits there, it's not actual belonging. 
In other words, if you have to modify yourself out of alignment with your personal truth and especially desires in order to fit somewhere, it isn't an actual fit. You cannot call it belonging if only your pinky toe fits, and you can't call it belonging if even just half of you fits any more than you can call it belonging if a puzzle piece only fits to like one little part of the pieces surrounding it or half of the parts to the pieces surrounding it. Your real fear is that you don't belong anywhere or with anybody. But I have to tell you that universally speaking, this is actually impossible. <laughs> that should be really good news for you. It's impossible. That means if you haven't found it yet, it is out there. It's a matter of either finding it or creating your own puzzle so that the other little pieces that belong with you come in. The only way to do this, and I'm being really aggressive with this, the literal only way to do this to find the place where you really belong is to be completely and totally authentic. Because only then can people see you for what you really are and find where they fit to you. And only then can you be honest enough to actually admit to where you fit and don't fit. So true belonging cannot happen without authenticity. For this reason, you would benefit by watching three of my videos. The first is how to be authentic. The second is belonging and how to belong. And the third is the zebra and the watering hole. You can only be authentic to the degree that you know yourself. Another way of putting this is you can only be authentic to the degree that you are currently aware of yourself and to be completely honest. So much about people is suppressed, denied, disowned, and whatever else that most people are not aware of themselves at all. So the path of self-awareness is a critical part to figuring out your authenticity. The most important work you have ahead of you is to re-own and accept and admit to and express the parts of yourself that you have pushed away long ago. You have to be brave to be authentic and brave to be willing to see yourself and admit the truth to yourself and others. There are a lot of pieces to every person that aren't authentic and true but that makes a person feel like they're never going to be loved for it. There's a lot of authenticity that makes people feel shame. And it takes bravery to face that shame so that that shame isn't making you modify yourself. The reason that it takes bravery to be authentic is because there's so many parts of authenticity that cause us to feel shame. We've learned somehow or been taught directly that if something's true about us, it's not okay that it's true about us. If something's true about us, it's going to mean we're a bad person or we're innately unlovable and therefore are never going to find belonging. That's the lie. The wires are flipped. See, people tell you the lie that with these things you won't belong anywhere. The truth is, if you stop lying, you will find the place you actually belong. Obviously, it takes bravery to be authentic. But that bravery is worth it. Why? Because one day, you will be standing in a place and in a position where you can say, I am where I'm supposed to be. This is where I belong. Have a good week. If you liked this video, be sure to share it, like it, and also subscribe to my channel so you can see more content like this. But I want to personally thank you for taking the initiative and having the bravery to step into the space of awareness, not only for yourself, but for the benefit of those around you.